0: You need to use intuition, but it has to be guided and controlled by reason. If somebody comes up with something that makes no sense at all, then intuition, I mean reason has to come in and say, no, wait a minute. Truth is not afraid of questions. That's what Yogananda said to somebody when he was challenged. But truth also is not interested in hair-brained intellectual questions, like the story that I told in the path of somebody who was very intellectual and came to master with this long list of very, he thought, intellectual questions. And he asked the first of them and waited for a profound answer. And master said, love God. He could see where the man was coming from. It was all just mental exercise. It didn't mean anything. He had no understanding. So the man sort of shrugged and went on to his next question. And master said, love God, a little more firmly. The man sort of shook his head and went on to the third question. Master said, love God, got up and walked out. (laughs) Uh -uh. Well, this man, who is a speaker uh, in this country today, uses this as an example that, well, even masters have their problems. (laughs) The truth is he had the problem. You don't find the truth by that. And if you're going to ask that kind of question, it's not worth the bother. You'll never get through. There has to come what Sri Yukteswar said, until you have awakened the heart's natural love. You cannot take a single foot, you cannot put one foot in front of the other on the spiritual path. There has to be that aspiration. The heart's in understanding and natural instinct toward love has to be awakened. And without that, what you're faced with in this country, what you're faced with here in Silicon Valley, What you're faced with in this age, not to blame anybody, is a time when people think they can get it all together and understand by mere definition. They won't understand anything until they have understood it also with their hearts. When I write music, I know how important it is to consult my heart. Let my heart guide me, but let it guide me in a mood that's upward, Because it's so easy for the heart to go downward too. So easy for the heart to go toward desires, moods, unhappiness. Lots easier to write about negative moods than positive ones. It's sort of like a hose. If you want a strong flow, one simple way is to squeeze the hose tip, isn't it? But of course, uh, another way would be to turn on the tap more fully. But when you don't have much understanding, when you don't have much refinement, when you don't have much of uh, 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 anything in the sense of intuition, the easiest way to get a sense of powerful feeling is anger, passion, despair, gloom, all these negative emotions are squeezing the heart and as a result you get some sort of feeling in the heart and you think that's really heartfelt. Well, what kind of feeling are we talking about is the issue here. The music that you write, the words that you write, the words that you speak. Whatever you do in life, in fact, should have this uplifting feeling. And that you can only do by not squeezing your heart and making it small, not thinking in terms of selfishness, but rather openness. And that takes a lot of energy. But the more that energy can flow, the more you feel as a powerful upthrust. This is why it can't come quickly. You know, when I was a young man, I wanted to be a poet and a playwright. And I quit because I realized I did not know the truth. and I was not going to fool my public. I didn't want to flood the world with my ignorance. I quit writing altogether. When I met Yogananda, he told me my work was writing and lecturing, and I knew that it should be, but I didn't even try really to write for 20 years. Because I believed that I had to get on the right wavelength. And this is what it has to be with your spiritual path, too. Oh, sure, you can become very dogmatic. Jesus is the only way, or Muhammad's the only way, or Krishna. If you don't worship Krishna, you'll go to whatever. But the truth is that it's all an openness of heart that embraces everybody. That's the kind of love you want. And that can come only if it's guided somewhat by reason also. Reason can say, sort of skeptically, oh, so you think Jesus is the only way? In what way do you say Jesus is the only way? Well, we have Christian humility. Are you saying that Hindus, Muslims can't be humble? Well, no. You know, you use your reason a little bit, and you begin to see that everything that justifies a Christian being a Christian is something that everybody in the world who is sensitive and refined practices. There is no difference, really, between a sincere Christian and a sincere Hindu. Sincerity, spiritually speaking, means loving God. So when your reason is used in the right way, and it has to be guided, because otherwise you see you've got this passageway, but it has all these corridors going off in so many different directions. And so you can reason yourself blue in the face and not arrive at the truth. That's why I always have been suspicious of reason by itself. But if you allow reason to guide you, you will find that bit by bit, it will find that way, if the heart is there too, find that way that wants to move upward, doesn't want a side track, is not interested in something just because it makes sense. Many things make sense, but that doesn't make them true. What is true, the heart will help you to decide. Finally, however, what you need to do is first get yourself together. Yes. Get all this energy flowing upward from your lower nature toward the higher, from your ego offered up to the light in the forehead. But then that's not enough either. You know, it's a very interesting thing. We have, do we have it there? Yeah, see that? That's sort of symbolic of the spiritual eye that appears in deep meditation. And it's really a reflection of the medulla oblongata, which, in deep calmness, appears in the forehead. And we had in our in our temple in Italy, we decided we wanted to do this, and so they uh, they took to Murano, which is near Venice. It's the place where they make all that wonderful glasswork in Italy. They took it to this man who seemed materialistic and not. They just wondered how they were ever going to get across this idea. But they showed him that painting of mine on the path that uh, shows the spiritual eye, the blue field, and the gold ring, and then the star in the center. And I'm not going to go into that in detail. But they showed this to him, and he just about fainted. He said, I've been seeing this for years. I haven't known what it meant. (laughs) I've had it happen to me not a few times, quite a few. Where people have said, yes, I've seen that, some of them very matter-of-factly, some of them, like him, absolutely astounded that anybody else could tell him what it was. But it is universal. You all have it. Just as you have eyes, a stomach, a heart, all of you have this spiritual light in the forehead, and that's what it looks like when the mind is calm.